The Small Business Rundown is the official podcast of the National Federation of Independent Business, the member-driven voice of small business. NFIB and our members advocate to keep America's small businesses strong and independent in Washington, D.C., all 50 states, and the nation's courts. Welcome to the Small Business Rundown, your inside source for small business news and analysis in Washington, D.C. and state capitals. I'm Adam Temple, NFIB Senior Vice President of Advocacy. This week, we're focused on small business health insurance, and we'll hear from Holly Wade, the Executive Director of the NFIB Research Center. We'll also hear from NFIB member Kelly Moore of Ohio. A new NFIB Research Center report focuses on health insurance for small businesses, and to start, we'll go over the key findings of that survey. Holly, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Wonderful to be with you again. Well, thanks for joining us. First, can you tell us about why the Research Center dove into the topic of health insurance at this time? Absolutely. So we know that through other surveys, specifically our small business problems and priorities survey that the Research Center conducts every four years, that the cost of health insurance is one of the most critical issues facing small business owners and has been for decades, unfortunately. It's one of the areas of huge frustration and mostly related to the cost of insurance. What about some of the key findings from the survey? So a few months ago, we sent out a questionnaire to a random sample of NFIB members and the results we found that over half of NFIB members do offer health insurance. So about 56% of our membership offers health insurance to their employees. Hmm. And some of the areas of concern though with them in offering health insurance is the escalating cost. So whether they whether small business owners offer health insurance or those who don't offer health insurance Cost is a huge concern, but a very important benefit for many small business owners in retention and recruitment of employees and recruitment for filling those open positions that we know many small business owners have and are desperately trying to fill and having a hard time doing so. Holly, what are some of the most common reasons that small businesses report for offering or in some cases not offering health insurance? Sure. For, so for those small business owners who offer health insurance, the main reason is recruitment and retention of current employees and filling those open positions and having attractive compensation packages for employees. A lot of times uh, it is industry standard for offering health insurance, and so it's a competitive reason to offer the benefit. For those not offering the health insurance as a benefit and compensation for their employees, you know, cost is the predominant reason for not offering health insurance. The escalating cost is unaffordable for many small business owners, and they're not able to extend that benefit to their employees or in competing for uh, applicants for those open positions. Some other reasons, though, are related to you know high turnover industries or business that uh, experiences high turnover in their employees, where offering the benefit would be you know, not manageable um, for many of them, or that they don't see that their employees are looking for that, that they would rather have more take-home pay. But the cost and affordability aspect of offering the benefit is by far the leading reason that small business owners don't offer the benefit. But it also is the reason that those who offer the benefit causes the most um, 
consternation for uh, compensation is that every year those unsustainable cost increases and often unpredictable cost increases um, certainly cause a lot of headache for small business owners. Right. And you mentioned the uh, the cost several times. There clearly seems to be an affordability crisis for listeners that don't have as much perspective on this. How significant is the price tag of, of health insurance for small businesses? Sure. So, yes, I did mention cost a number of times. That is the predominant issue related to offering the benefit. And the cost of health insurance is the second most costly part of compensation for an employee where the benefit is offered. It can run up into thousands of dollars per employee per year in in coverage for that benefit. And for those who offer family coverage, you know, we're looking at um, you know over ten thousand and and higher for offering that benefit. So it is the second largest cost element of compensation for those offering the benefit and the reason why many still aren't able to afford offering health insurance to their employees. Holly, we'll circle back to some of the additional findings from the survey, but on the topic of costs, we're going to dive into one of the NFIB members' health insurance experiences. On March 23rd, small business owner and NFIB member Kelly Moore of Ohio came to D.C. to testify before Congress about how her small business found it increasingly difficult to offer health insurance. Before she went to the Hill, though, to speak with lawmakers, she sat down and recorded a brief interview on the issue with NFIB's Jocelyn Castillo. Here's a part of that. Kelly, welcome to Washington, D.C. Why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and your business? You're an NFIB member. Tell us a little bit more. Thank you. My name is Kelly Moore, and I've been a small business owner since 2004. We own three Napa auto parts stores in eastern Ohio. We employ currently 20 family and uh, team members, and we're looking to hire three additional members. That's wonderful. And so you're here in Washington, D.C. today to testify before the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Health. Tell us why. Why were you chosen to come and tell your story? Well, I believe that I was chosen to come today to testify before the committee because I have a story to tell on health care. Since 2004, we have offered health insurance with the exception of two years during our uh, tenure of employment. Uh, In 2004 to 2009, we had great plans. We had low costs. We had low deductibles, low out-of-pockets. Our premiums were paid at 80% for our employees and our dependents. After the ACA, we had spikes in the premiums we had to pay. We had spikes in the out-of-pocket costs, spikes in the deductibles that we had to offer in the small group market insurance. So I am here to share that story of a very personal experience through journey through that. That's powerful. A new NFIB survey that was released uh, on March 2023 reveals that 98% of small businesses believe that cost is, is an issue, is a challenge. And most of them also believe that it will become unsustainable to offer health care in the next five to 10 years. So uh, you're not alone. So thank you for sharing your story. You know, as we talk about concerns and affordability, you mentioned health care. What are some of the biggest concerns for your small business and your employees out there? The biggest concerns currently are the cost containments. Uh, my employees 
have a, a relatively affordable deductible due to the association health plan that Napa Auto Parts was able to offer, which took us out of the small group market. But the costs of health care are continuing to increase. It's becoming harder to secure health care, uh, much harder to find doctors who are willing to treat you in a timely fashion. So those are huge concerns for my employees and myself. Absolutely. And there are tools out there that have been afforded to small businesses, such as the 20% tax deduction, known as the small business deduction. What were you able to do with that extra income following a tax break uh, in 2017? In 2017, we ended health insurance for our employees. We waited until the end of the year in 2018 to look at renewing that insurance because of the savings we were receiving from that small business pass-through income deduction. It allowed us to offer insurance again, not only health insurance, but vision, dental, and life insurance to our employees. That's incredible. And that 20% small business deduction is set to end after 2025 if Congress does not make it permanent. With that in mind, what would a scheduled 20% tax increase mean for your business? If the 20% pass-through deduction were to be eliminated, it would have uh, a dire effect on our ability to offer health insurance. And this is um, very difficult as a business owner when you have family members and team members who depend on that benefit. And I would imagine that we would not be the only small business in our community to make that same decision. In addition, it could affect our ability to expand our business. We may have to contract the number of employees we have. Life is more challenging in 2023 than it was in 2020. And it's so important to provide you with a platform to directly advocate for your best interests. So how do you feel you had to tell other fellow employers and owners out there why it's important that you and, and anyone who runs and operates a business talk to their legislator and share this story and become more active? Any time that we are given the opportunity to speak with our legislators, it is important because we are on the ground working through the problems that are presented to us, some by outside sources and some by legislative action. So they need to know how this looks in real time. It looked good on paper, maybe, but what are the challenges we face after they enact a piece of legislation? How can they tailor it better to suit the needs of not only small businesses, but their employees? We appreciate Kelly for taking the time to come to D.C. and speak with members of Congress and also give us some of her thoughts on the issues as well. Holly, hearing from Kelly on the healthcare story, how does that fit with what you see in the research on the small business side uh, related to health insurance? Sure. So it's a very similar story for um, those offering health insurance and also those who don't offer health insurance because of the affordability aspect of it. When we asked in our survey how, for those who offer health insurance, how challenging is it for your business to manage costs? almost half said that it's very challenging for them in managing costs in offering employer-sponsored health insurance. And another third, 34%, said moderately challenging. So while those who are offering the benefit are still having a really difficult time managing those costs and absorbing those cost increases yearly to continue offering the benefit to their employees and remaining competitive. Are there any other key takeaways on health insurance-related topics from the survey? Certainly. So 
looking forward, when we asked those who are offering health insurance in the next five to 10 years, how concerned are they that costs will be prohibitively expensive in providing health insurance? Over half, 58%, say they are very concerned, another 27% moderately concerned. And the other takeaway is that they're spending a lot of time talking with their agent and broker in trying to adjust the benefit that they're offering their employees to manage those costs of trying to figure out the cost-sharing mechanism so that it is affordable. And, you know, for those who offer, they certainly want their employees to um, be able to take advantage of, of the benefit and have it affordable. But it is a yearly struggle in managing that benefit to make sure that it's affordable for the business, that it's affordable for their employees, and, uh, you know, to keep the benefit around. But for a lot of them, looking ahead five to ten years, it is becoming more and more precarious whether they'll be able to afford it going forward. All right. Holly Wade, Executive Director of the NFIB Research Center. We appreciate you doing this uh, report and for giving us some insight on it. Absolutely. It's great to be with you. And for listeners interested in learning more about the survey's findings, a link to the complete report will be posted in today's show notes. Also in the notes, you'll find a link to nfib.com healthcare, where you can find information on our healthcare-related advocacy efforts on behalf of our members. Now, I want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on today's Small Business Rundown. We'll be back every two weeks bringing you small business news and analysis from Washington, D.C. and state capitals so that you, whether you're a business owner or a supporter of one, can continue to blaze a trail. The Small Business Rundown is brought to you by NFIB, the voice of small business. You can find us at NFIB.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.